This is going to be weird. I think we might literally just start with The Hobbit. Cue the intro music. (laughs) Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of season... Are we saying season two of Silly the Marillion? Season two? Yeah, it the kind of is. end of season two. It probably would have been more, like, prolific if we had done this before our, like, break. Because we're literally... It's like we're starting the new season. Because we're still going to be, like, hammering things out. But all in all, this is the end of season two in that we are finishing The Hobbit today. Wow. Oh, this is... The first ever Tolkien book I have ever read. Yes. Completed. Yes, it's not Done. just me explaining it to you. Yeah, I realized that while reading it. And I was like, whoa. Can you believe this podcast co-host has never read Tolkien until now? Until now. And you, we start with the one with all the run-on sentences. This is <laughs> wonderful. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Silly Million. I am your host, Paul, an avid Tolkien scholar. Uh, except I'm not a scholar because uh, scholars can like take quotes out at like random and say where they where they come from. You can do that pretty I well. I just though. give, I just give my yeah. I can't give you like the page numbers or the chapters specifically where they come from. I'm like I vaguely remember this. I have approximate knowledge of many things. Didn't you one um, episode though just like bust out some Elvish from the text? I think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Anyone can bust out Elvis. Uh-huh. Anyone. Oh my gosh, when when we when you finally get Steph to like whisper sexily in Spanish in your ear, you can respond with Elvish. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. Are there some <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn some sexy Elvish phrases? Sexy Elvish phrase they're probably like my heart is yours or something <laughs> very like that. Cute and sappy. Which honestly would check um, out. I warned Steph um, that there were some some tips from Paul in our last episode, but sh- oh, she God. would have to be a patron to know them. <laughs> I'm gonna get your I'm gonna get your spouse to spend five dollars just yep. for our dirty, dirty <laughs> ideas. That is exactly what I said to them. I was like, for the cheap, cheap price of five dollars, you price can of know five bucks. What I really want in bed. Good to know that's our friendship. Where I'm like, I could tell you this just as a friend. Or <laughs> you could you could pay me $5. You could sponsor my trip out to LA. <laughs> Honestly, though, like that is, I am like, hey, more people, join our Patreon. And I listeners, still got two if you would like to know, for the small price of $5 a month, join our Patreon. At uh, yeah. patreon.com slash the silly marillion. Yeah, slash the silly marillion. Uh, we will be starting this month a $10 tier. The $10 tier is going to get you our reactions to movies, uh, starting with the Hobbit films, the animated one, and the Peter Jackson ones. Mm-hmm. And after that, um, who knows what movies we might react to? It might just be like regular movies. Could be like. 
various Disney Channel movies. Could be various High School Musical, Disney Musical, the series. Twilight. Twilight, yes. Those are, my, those are on my list to show you. Oh, but do I watch Twilight when I come to LA? Oh my gosh, I just got so excited, I slapped my bike. The list of things for us to do while you're in LA. <laughs> there was also, in our last podcast episode, where we talked about maybe doing a drunk history while you're in LA of the, silly, of yes. the Silmarillion. So the list is long. Oh, good lord. You never finished your I'm intro, though. Great. You're a scholar. I'm, I'm never going to finish it. Yeah. I'm not a scholar. You are a scholar. But you know who You know who else isn't a scholar? Uh, Tori, who is new to Tolkien. And this will be the first Tolkien book she is finishing. Reading from that she has actually read. That hasn't just been my secondhand recollections of the lore. It, you know how I said I did read The Hobbit when I was younger? I don't think True, I ever. I don't think I ever finished it. Because oh. usually I remember books that I've read, and I didn't remember this ending at all. God, it's like me saying, "Yeah, I read Harry Potter," and it, me quitting right after *Philosopher's Stone*. Oh, uh. oh, uh, God. Well, well, folks, we're here. We're <laughs> at the end of *The Hobbit*. We did it, season two, which is one more season than I thought we'd ever have. Take a drink. Cheers with my water. Take a drink for every. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I. This is an empty can from last night. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping to get some Taco Bell, but we did this before dinner, just so slept that extra hour. Yep. I just slept that extra hour. As I'll get deserve. it after. As you deserve. Um. Yeah. So, without further ado, we have four chapters to get to today. So, let's. Oh, fuck. My mic. We have four chapters to get to today. <laughs> so let's get this show on the road. And I think Tori might actually, having just freshly read Very this. Very fresh, like 30 minutes ago you, I finished it. Would you want to give a quick summary of the, the uh, cha- first chapter, The Clouds Gather? Yeah. So first, the gathering of clouds, first it I starts off with the dwarves um, being birders. <laughs> Oh, and they're I love them. all looking around, talking about birds. And apparently, as I don't know why I was surprised by this, but the birds talk. Of course, the birds talk. Not all the birds, though. The the, the just this really the balding the balding bird. The wise with, like bird. the bald the wide old the wise old bird who's like it's hit it's thinning. It's not bald yet. It's thinning. It begin there. Uh, that thrush came back, and uh, the thrush was not the one who spoke, though. And it brought back. True. Was it a raven? But it can un- it can understand language, though. Yeah. Uh, like it can't speak. I guess it doesn't have the vocal tones, like because mm. you know ravens can actually like mimic, mimic? human yeah. voices, and crows can. Uh, but thrushes can't. Ken- he- he- hence, Kenku from D and D. <laughs> I do love them being birders where they have like these preferences where like and Bilbo can't tell the difference and Bilbo's like they're like, Oh, I only wish he was a raven like Balan's like, Ah, oh, we used to love talking to the ravens. They were so fucking cool. And they're and like, like I thought you hated birds and he's like, Those were fucking crows. There's we a like ravens. <laughs> you idiot. You absolute moron. And they ask him if he can understand and he's like, Not very well. <laughs> Just trying to save I, time. 
I just love the idea of like throughout the trip, like as they've been traveling, like when they've been like setting up camp, like some of the dwarves have like pulled out like bird guides and have like binoculars. And this they're just, is like, exactly oh, how this chapter starts. Look at that one. Look at that one. It's a, it's a yellow-breasted tit or some shit like that. Oh, Jimmy. Oh. So anyway, I'm glad he he I'm glad he gave them uh hobbies. But <laughs> hence there what there is this hill that kind of comes off the mountain called Raven Hill where old Kark and his wife used to live and that was like this old ancient raven mm-hmm. and his spouse who apparently didn't earn a name. What, you're not going to tell me the name of Kark's wife? Yeah, jeez. Should be the, the other way around. Uh, but they're they're like, oh, they're like family. We're like the wisest of the ravens. And this is where it gets like into like kind of like really like children's story where it's like, oh, and we talked with the oldest of the ravens. Let's go and... throw in some old balding birds. So then we talk to a balding bird. In comes Roak. That how you say his name? Yes, Roak. Roak. Oh, is it right? Son of Kark. And uh, a name. And it is a, he is a he is an old fucking bird. It is a hundred years and three and fifty since I came out of the egg, but I do not forget what my father told me. Oh, uh, which that's, is that's like the same kind of vein bird. of like back in my day. I walked up hills through a storm to get to school. Oh my god, Boomer Roak. (laughs) Your generation is so lazy. Ravens these days, they don't even use the ancient tongue. (laughs) It's all Twitter and whatnot. (laughs) What is this Twitter? Who is this bird? You're telling me you're talking to strangers online? And then meeting uh, them and starting podcasts. But he is, oh my god, oh my god, the dwarves learned that Smog is dead through Twitter. <gasps> through birds talking to each other. So, Roak is the middle so of So, Roak is, yeah, Roak is, uh, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say who's that Twitter CEO, but it's Elon Musk <laughs> now, and I don't want him to be Elon oh, Musk. Oh no. Uh... uh... I'm writing that down, though, for our summary. <laughs> Roak equals Twitter. Yeah, Roak. Raven Twitter. <laughs> uh, but Roak's like, guys, the news you've been waiting for is here. Fucking smog is dead. Which blows my mind that this whole book, they're like, getting to the dragon, getting to the treasure, kill the dragon. and They, did they don't. Have, they didn't have a plan to kill the dragon. They didn't lift they a finger. They waited. They fucking... He left... And was probably going to come back and kill them. And they're just lucky Bard was able to kill Smog in that time. And then they just learned the dragon died on Twitter. Yeah. I don't even know if it's true. They saw it it trending. They got to fact check it. They saw Smog trending and they're like, is he dead? Wait, maybe it's just his birthday. And then they clicked on (laughs) it and they're like, oh, he is dead. Oh, my God. Uh, And then they saw Betty White and they were like, no. (laughs) No. This got chaotic quick. I mean, it's our last Hobbit episode. It's gotta oh, be chaotic. Because to be fair, a lot of bullshit happens. Yeah. This is true. Um, but there was Roa, a lot. then they also... They check on uh, the trending of Twitter. 
right under Smog is Dead to Gathering of Clouds and find out there are other people interested in taking the treasure. Who would have thought? The the Raven social media is like, a host of elves is on the way and carrion birds are with them hoping for battle and slaughter. And many of the lake men are pointing at the dwarves saying that it is by your hand that Smog has destroyed their town. Which, fair. Kind of true. Yeah, it's kind of true. Kind of true. Kind of is true. To be fair, though, technically it was sort of Bilbo's fault. Because Bilbo's like, I'm the barrel rider. And Smog's like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> You're a lake man. I'm going to burn your fucking uh, town down. That's true. Huh, Bilbo. Trying to outriddle a dragon. Think Bilbo, you ever think Bilbo feels like shame? Actually, he does. Because... We see later on in the books, he's like, yeah, let's give the money to Lakemen because they need to rebuild yeah. their town. <sighs> but anyway. So with that, um, Thorin kind of tweets out to Dane. Is it Dane? Yeah, he ats his cousin, yep. uh, Dane. Uh, he's like, hey, help. Like, There's a rumor on the block. Hey, help. And Dane doesn't respond. And they're like, we'll see. We'll see if he responds. And then uh, Thorin's like, all right. We're going to barricade this entire fucking mountain. And Bilbo's like, there are 13 of us. And he's like, we're barricading the mountain. Everyone inside. Let's barricade the mountain. Uh, Again, their plans were not very well thought out. I guess it helps that they have like one exit of the mountain. Other than that secret entrance, which is now blocked up. Also, massive fire hazard. They only got one way in and out of that mountain. Don't let the fire marshal know. God, there's the OSHA violations here. <laughs> these dwarves <laughs> these dwarves need to like figure this out before they can actually like inhabit their home again. Again, they have this whole trek here. They didn't no plans. No plans till just, just now. Just this like high this like first age elf with like a fucking construction helmet comes in and he's like, Oh yeah, you're gonna want another uh exit here. Yeah. You got it's regulation. You got you can't have just one entrance to the mountain. What? You're trying to make a death trap here? Huh? It's just a giant graveyard. It's a giant tombstone. Oh, it's the foreshadowing. Di- this is a this is a lawsuit waiting to happen, but I'm telling you this now. Yeah, so all the other gates had been sealed a long time ago. And no sign of them remained. So now the labor began in fortifying the main gate. And they actually do like a pretty good job. Of, like, setting it up. They have the ravens bringing them news of, like, where the Mm. elven king and the men are. They're checking that Twitter feed. Uh, And they also find out that their ponies actually survived Smaug's attack. And they sent Keely and Feely to grab the ponies and bring them back. Again, the ponies don't usually have a good time (laughs) in this fucking series. It's, like, first one's eaten by goblins. Uh, Second one's just went back to Bayorn. Uh, yeah. And then these ones attacked by smog. Uh, it's just like poor thing ponies. is, if they had like even if they had brought the ponies from Bayorn even further, chances are they probably would have been eaten by the spiders. Yeah, and so they barricade the uh, building. They do survive mostly on cram, which I don't want to know what that does to like the digestive system. What exactly is like, cram can, again? I know they brought it up uh, in this book before. It's like so you know because you've seen the movies, you know, like the. Uh, lembus bread. Yeah. Uh, like a one bite can fill the belly of a full-grown man. Yeah. Well, that's like special magic elven bread. This is like the human and dwarven knockoff brand. Mm. Uh, 
that it's like it it it, it what is that? sustains you that nature valley like granola bar that's like hard as rock but you always had it as a oh, kid gosh. i think Probably it's nature like valley that, yeah well, but it's it, it's it's meant to sustain you but i believe tolkien says like it's uninteresting when it comes to like flavor Mm. Uh, he's like it's nothing more than a chewing exercise. It just does the job. It's exactly like those granola bars. Yeah, and so I feel like Bilbo does not shit for a month after eating all this cram. Uh, like he's just so fucking blocked up. But now I like the idea of, Mom, Dad, can we get Lembus? We have Lembus at home. The Lembus at home, and it's just <laughs> cram. <laughs> uh, but yes, and they sing a little song. Uh, they as soon as like the armies arrive, scouts show up, and Thorin yells out, "Who are you that come as if in war to the gates of Thorin, son of Thrain, king under the mountain? And do and what do you desire?" And they just kind of look because they weren't expecting anyone to be up here, and then they like just kind of run away. And again, they sing. Uh, it's a new version of the song they sang at Bilbo's Hobbit Hole in the very oh. beginning of the book, and. I don't know. Do you want me to sing it? Do you want to sing it? I will answer I yes, but are you ready for it? Yes. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Ma. Ma. Did your microphone catch all that? Uh, yes, it did, actually. <laughs> Beautiful. It spikes. I'm going to need to fucking... I shouldn't have had my mouth right on my mic. Um... Alright. <clears throat> Under the mountain dark and tall, the king has come into his hall. His foe is dead, the worm of dread, and ever so his foe shall fall. The sword is sharp, the spear is long, the arrow swift, the gate is strong. The heart is bold that looks on gold. The dwarves no more shall suffer wrong. The dwarves of yore made mighty spells, while hammers fell like ringing bells. In places deep where dark things sleep, in hollow halls beneath the fells. On silver necklaces they strung, the light of stars on crowns they hung. The dragon fire from twisted wire, the melody of harps they rung. The mountain throne once more is freed, O wandering folk the summons heed. Come haste, come haste across the waste, the king of friend and kin has need. Now call we over mountains cold, Come back unto the caverns old. Here at the gates the king awaits, His hands are rich with gems and gold. The king has come into his hall, under the mountain dark and tall. The worm of dread is slain and dead, and ever so our foe shall fall. 
And I like how, like, the worm is dead. And it's like, not that we had anything to do with it, but the worm is dead. That was beautiful singing, Paul. That was Thank beautiful. You. It really had, like, a daunting, uh, like, I felt like I was in the Lonely <laughs> Mountain. It's repetitive. I wish they had, like, a bit, like, they had, like, more like a bridge or something, like, a chorus. Hey, they weren't but, Taylor you know, Swift. It was very basic. They, <laughs> they, these, these were no... They they made it up probably on the spot. So, this time, uh, the green banner and the blue banner of the lake show up mm-hmm. uh, with the scouts. And Thorin is like, he asks them again, Who approaches the gates of Thorin, son of Thrain, king under the mountain? And Bard comes up and he's like, Guys! We thought you fucking died! <laughs> like, Look at that. We, we sent you up stream with all these supplies and we thought like you were just gonna just kind of sneak stuff from the dragon but then the dragon came and we were like ah destroyed like our town you're alive yeah and of course like thorin's like well what the fuck do you want and uh he's like will we want to you to like keep your end of the bargain uh the deal was we give you supplies and see you on your way, and then we would get a portion of the treasure, which we really kind of need right yeah, now. Yeah, they deserve it. Because we have, fu- we have fucking nothing now. Our our fucking house is crushed by a dragon. Yeah. Their town was destroyed, and they are also the ones who killed the dragon, so... Yeah. I think they deserve a little something. I don't think their ask is truly that crazy. But Thorin thinks otherwise. Yes, uh, because he has had the dragon's gold sufficiently long, and with it in his grasp now, he 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 won't. It's a fierce lust, and he's still like obsessively looking over the Arkenstone, which we know Bilbo kind of mm-hmm. just took uh, impulsively. Bilbo has this thing of taking like valuable things impulsively. Like he finds the ring in Gollum's cave, and it's just like yoink, and he, he finds the Arkenstone, and he's just like a yoink. I Burglar, f- indeed. That would be a funny like TikTok video of just having the One Ring on the floor and seeing who actually picks it up with like random passerbys. I feel like if yeah, I just saw it, I would just leave it. It's it's a. Uh, it's a social experiment. Dude. Yeah. Like, that looks cursed. You take the ring of power? That looks cursed. That should stay where it is. Well, it doesn't look cursed. It's just it's just a gold, a simple gold ring. It's giving me bad vibes. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Thorin's answer is, like, very haughty. He says, You put your worst case la- cause last and in the chief place. To the treasure of my people, no man has claimed, because Smog, who stole it from us, also robbed him of life or home. The treasure was not his that his evil deed should be amended with a share of it. The price of the goods and the assistance that we received of the lakemen we will fairly pay in due time. But nothing will we give, not even a loaf's worth under threat of force. While an armed host lies before our doors, we look on you as foes and thieves." It is in my mind to ask what share of your of their inheritance uh, you would have paid to our kindred had you found the horde unguarded and us slain. And Bart's like, you know what? Fair question. But uh, you're not dead. <laughs> and, and we're also, not robbers. Uh, also, I love the phrase here. Moreover, the wealthy may have pity beyond right on the needy that befriended them when they were in want, and still my other claims remain unanswered. 
But the main stitch here is Thorin going like, yeah, well, the Elven King's with you. And that dick threw me in prison <laughs> for no reason. So fuck you. And the horse you rode in on. <laughs> and deuces. And he just kind of flips them off. Shoots an arrow. Bye. Yeah, he shoots an arrow at them. And it went into his shield and stuck there quivering. Yeah, into the shield. He shot at him. He didn't just yep. shoot like a warning shot like at the ground. He shot just straight on at him. Uh, and they're like, shot, okay, consider yourself besieged. And which is kind of interesting. You're besieging 14 people in a mountain. That's <laughs> just kind of amusing to me. Meanwhile, Bilbo is just like, this whole place stinks of dragon, and it makes me sick, and cram is beginning to stick in my throat. And I am tired of this food. I want some bacon and eggs. I am, I am tired. I just want to be back home with a good book and a cup of tea. Poor Bilbo. Instead, I, we are now besieged. Like, Bilbo's like, we could have just opened the gates now. Like, they have decent food. I'm tired of eating cram, guys. And there's enough I'm tired of it. Give them a little bit and, like, let's all go Thorin, home. I have not had a good bowel movement in three days. I, I, look, they're eating vegetables. I need that roughage, <laughs> Thorin. I need it. Look, they're uh... eating a summer salad. I can fucking see them. God damn it, Thorin. But um... Thorin's like, no, we're now besieged. So Bilbo's like, all right. Plan B. We're besieged. Pulls out Arkenstone. We'll see about this. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's quite clever of him. I was actually very proud of this next. He's very clever. Yeah. And also, this is where you're like, okay, Bilbo is. It's like the, this chapter is called A Thief in the Night. This chapter could also be called Bilbo's Fucking Had It. Um, <laughs> Bilbo is done. He has saved, the fact that he has saved the dwarves on so many occasions, that he has dragged their buns out of the fire, they literally have their treasure back. All they have to do is give away a small portion of they it won't. to like help rebuild the town, which you know is the right thing to do anyway. Now, I kind of agree that the Elven King is being kind of an opportunist here by showing up and being like, hey. <laughs> we but, should um, get a little bit of that gold. But also, at the same time, the Elven King has also been, like, helping the refugees of Lake Town. Yeah. With, like, food and stuff. So, again, I can't be too mad at Thranduil because I think he's a pretty righteous dude. He's just kind of like, uh, he's like Thingol in the Silmarillion, where it's like, he's got good points, but also, like, he goes about him in, like, a totally wrong way. Could have gone about that better. They could have, he could have done. Again, it's... It is kind of amusing that Thranduil, like, bases his entire reign off Thingol and then makes the same mistakes of pissing off dwarves. Do we not learn from history? Have we learned nothing? Do, say, oh, I want to be just like Thingol. Oh, you want to be beaten to death by dwarven crafting tools? Uh, is that what you want? Is that what you desire? Well, lucky for you, there are some well, dwarves in the you, mountain. There's some, there's some dwarves in that mountain. And another army there's on their dwarves way. dwarves in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Thorin is obsessed with getting the Arkenstone. He says, it is worth more than a river of gold in itself, and to me it is beyond price. That stone of all the treasure I name unto myself, and I will be avenged on anyone who finds it and withholds it. And Bilbo's just, like, whistling in the corner, like, oh, who could Couldn't be me. What is an Arkenstone? I don't even know what a stone Moi? is. Moi? No. And so... Then they get 
word from Twitter that Dane's on his way, but uh, they can't reach the mountain unmarked, and there will probably be a, a battle in the valley mm-hmm. uh, because the dwarves are now heavily armed and on their way. But Thorin is like, Winter and snow will bite both men and elves, and they may find their dwelling in the waste grievous to bear. With my friends behind them and winter upon them, they will perhaps be in softer mood to parley with. Silly me. I was like, oh, the dragon's dead. They have their treasure. This is probably where the book will end. But no. Nope. Nope. It look, we, there's only like a few more pages, to be honest, but they're short chapters. And But like this is kind of like the final, like with Thorin being like, ha, they can besiege us all they want. We're in our home now. And Bilbo's like, it's not my home. I want to go home. This is bullshit. I thought we were going to. Bilbo's like, I thought the adventure was over. The dragon's dead. You guys have your house back. You have your treasure. I want to go home. And he's like, upon. I think that it like really broke in upon hearing that, like, oh, we can stay here for as long as we want. And Bilbo's like, no. I don't want to stay here any longer. And so that kind of solidifies Bilbo's plan. So that night when like Bomber's on watch, Bilbo's like, "Hey Bomber, you look tired. How about how about I take this watch and I'll wake you up before like anyone else notices?" And Bomber's like, "Oh, sick, bro." <laughs> Very Love thoughtful. It. Hell yeah, thank you. And so Bomber goes off and Bilbo immediately goes over the wall and puts on his ring. Does to a little sneak up snake. right up to the camp. And then falls in the river. <laughs> yeah, and then it falls in the river and people are like, "What's that?" And he just takes off the ring. Oh, I love it, where they're like, there's a spy about, hide your lights, they'll help him more than us, if it is that queer little creature. <laughs> Again, we need we, we need to get, like, t-shirts that say queer little creature <laughs> on it. Um, That'd be really cute. If it is that queer little creature that is said to be their servant. And Bilbo goes, servant indeed. <laughs> How many times did he save them? Like, yeah. this whole book. <laughs> He's more of an independent contractor, if I'm being honest. Save them and also, like, uh, disappear at the right time. He's really good at like, falling into bushes and in rivers and behind rocks whenever there are trouble. Yeah. And he's like, let's have a light. I'm here if you want me. And they're like, who are you? Are you the dwarves hobbit? I am Mr. Bilbo Baggins, companion of Thorin, if you want to know. I know your king well by sight, though perhaps he doesn't know me but to look at it to look at but bard will remember me and it is bard i want to talk to indeed and what may be your your business whatever it is it's my own my good elves but if you ever wish to ever get back to your own woods from this cold cheerless place you will take me along to a fire where i can dry and then you will let me speak to your chiefs as quick as may be i have only an hour or two to spare so they like they bring him like to the fire and give him a blanket and the fact that like the elvish the elven king and bard are staring at him in shock because it's a hobbit wearing mithril armor yeah. in a like shivering in a blanket what they've a never sight. encountered this before and he's like well in any in any case uh this is this has gone too far i i really just want to go home and most of the dwarves are just being kind of led on by thorin uh this shit needs to end now uh, but I have a plan. Yeah, he pulls out. He even pulls out the fucking uh, contract that he signed. <laughs> that he like, kept this, this whole entitles, time. Yeah, he's like, this entitles me to the share of the profits. Always get it in writing, guys. Always get it in writing. <laughs> if we've learned one thing, 
get the contract. This entitles me to the share of the profits, and I am only too willing to basically give you my share. This whole journey, and Bilbo just wants to go home. Bilbo's like, I'm willing to give you like my share of the treasure. My treasure is getting back to my fucking house. Let me go home, please. And uh, Bard's like, I have half a mind to just let him starve. It's what the fool deserves. Fair. And Bill was like, quite so. And I see your point of view. At the same time, winter is coming on fast and we can't keep doing this. And let's be, let's face it, there are a bunch of angry dwarves on their way here and they're going to fight you. And I really don't want to see more bloodshed. And I just want to go home. Also, Bard being like, are you betraying your friends, or are you threatening us? And Bilbo's <laughs> like, my dear Bard! I imagine him saying very gaily, uh, <laughs> like, my dear Bard, like, hand on his chest, like, offended, like, oh, don't be so hasty. I never met such suspicious folk. I'm merely trying to avoid trouble for all concerned. Now I will make you an offer. And he's like, I'll give you this. And he pulls out the fucking Arkenstone. <laughs> like, this oh. queer little creature. And they're like, is it yours to, how is it yours to give? And Bilbo's like, well, it isn't exactly, but I'm willing to let it be my 14th share. I may be a burglar, or so they say. Personally, I never really felt like one, but I'm an honest one, I hope, more or less. That was so cute. Yes, I'm a burglar, but I'm an honest burglar. I am one of those good burglars. And I love how just he endears himself to the Elven King in this moment, with the Elven King just being like, Bilbo Baggins, you are more worthy to wear the armor of elf princes than many that have looked more comely in it. But I wonder if Thorn Oakenshield will see it so. I have more knowledge of dwarves in general than you have, perhaps. I advise you to remain with us, and here you shall be honored and thrice welcomed. And Bilbo's like, ah. He's like, and like, <laughs> I imagine that's the Elven King's doing this, like, Bilbo's like looking behind him at a bunch of elves like eating like vegetables. It would and, like, be a, a good bunch life. Of, like, good food. It would be a good and life. He's like, he, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, but they're also my friends and I need to go back and be with them. He's really true like, of heart because he, he could have taken the easy way out. That was right there in and front he, of him. And, and his biggest excuse is, and I promise to wake old Bomber at midnight too. Really, I must be going. At, he couldn't do that to Bomber. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that to Bomber. He's a good guy. Yeah. And so they send him with an escort back to the wall, and then Bilbo climbs up. Oh, as they're passing camp, though, uh, a familiar voice says, "Well oh done, Mister Oh my Mr. God, Baggins. this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I need a picture of Bilbo with like just the bubble looking at Gandalf going, oh my god, this bitch. Evelyn? Evelyn, if you're listening. Draw like disguised Gandalf and Bilbo seeing him and going, oh my god, this bitch. Truly. He, he... You're, you're the bitch, you're the motherfucker who got me to leave my house. How fucking dare you? Just ch- if He's just like chilling there on the stoop and he's like, oh, Mr. Baggins. Where have you Mr. been, Gandalf? Bag- Where have you been? Mr. Bilbo Baggins. Which is very uh, cute that Gandalf got to see that little exchange, and he's like, there's always more about you than anyone expects. Because it was very clever yes. of Bilbo, and trying to like keep peace because now, of what's to come. My good friend Aaron, who I have many disagreements with, is consistently insistent that Gandalf doesn't give a shit about hobbits. He only wants what he, like, gets out of them. But what did he want out of this whole thing? Uh, to secure the north. Because if Smog was still here by the uh. time the War of the Ring begins, 
uh, Sauron probably could have convinced Smog to join him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you learn in the books that uh, the dwarves, like, there's a massive army of Easterners that arrive at Sauron's command in the north. And they, uh, had the dwarves not been there, they, the Easterners would have basically laid waste to the entire north. And uh, that when the adventure was done in the south, they would have returned to basically a homeland that had been devastated. Um, mm. so the dwarves, like, set up, like, this big defense at the Lonely Mountain. Like, by the, like, when that big battle is happening in Return of the King, there's another big battle happening at the Lonely Mountain, where oh. the men of the lake and the dwarves are fighting against these Easterners. And it's a really, mm. I wish we got to see more of it in like media. Yeah. And, stuff. and they're fighting together. But if you guys, if you guys follow Evelyn on Twitter, they just recently posted a little animatic of like the aftermath of that battle. Ooh. That's quite touching. I haven't and it watched has it. How to train your dragon music. So it makes me beautiful. Makes me cry. Um, but yes, uh, but like in this moment, I feel like Gandalf, he he's impressed by Bilbo. And he's yeah. like, Bilbo Baggins, look at you. I don't know. I love this idea of just Gandalf being this grumpy wizard who's had to be among mortals for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. And has had to like basically herd the cats that are the free peoples of Middle Earth. And then he finds hobbits. And he's like... I fuck with these guys. These are these guys are cool. I like these little people. <laughs> I like these funky little dudes. <laughs> I love the little man who runs around. Um, and so, but he's like, I can't tell you everything. I just did a lot of shit. I was uh, a busy man. But, and there, like, and he's like, but there are things that may still happen that may avert all this, as there are many ravens still about that may tell us more. Good night. Oh, but before he says, you may come through all right. Daunting. Yes, you may come through all right. Thanks, Gandalf. What does that mean? (laughs) I like it's uh, Bilbo going, this bitch. And then Gandalf immediately going, you might just survive. And then Bilbo, like, giving, like, a face, like, and then, like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? I was planning to survive anyway. What the fuck, Gandalf? Read through to find um, out. But he climbs back up the wall. He wakes up Bomber. And the next day, uh, we begin with the next chapter. The clouds burst. The clouds burst. Trumpets blow. A single runner, uh, a single dwarf approaches the mountain. And Thorne's like, that will be Dane. But yeah, they show up at the Lonely Mountain and Bar is like, did you change your mind? And I love Thorin's response of, my mind does not change with the rising and setting of a few suns. Did you come to ask idle uh, questions? Thorin, Thorin, you don't need to be this harsh. It could be so simple. I just like, Bar, like, did you change your mind? And Bar, and uh, Thorin's like, bitch, it's been two days. <laughs> also, the Elven King's still here, and you know I hate him. You know I don't like him. <laughs> Leonard, you're hanging out with Leonard. You know I hate him. <laughs> and he's like, there's nothing you can do to offer. And Bard's like, what about this? <laughs> and he pulls out the Arkham I Stone. love the idea of it being a grand gesture. And it's just like a battle of like gay men with jewels. Like, look at my yeah. pretty ring. Look at my fancy also, stone. Also, the fact that it's not even Bard that holds it up. It's Gandalf with like this bat- box that he just opens up. And Thorne's just like, What? <laughs> And then again, you thief, why do you have that? 
and oh, little Bilbo. Just imagine him squeaking. It was me. I did it. Yeah. And then Thorin, you, you, you miserable hobbit, you undersized burglar. By the beard of Durin, I wish I had Gandalf here. Curse him for the choice of you. May his beard wither. As for you, I will throw you to the rocks. And then Thorin gets to be like, this bitch. Yes. And like he he lifts Bilbo in his arms. Where he, I'm just imagining. He's about to get fucking, punted over the Lonely Mountain. The fucking, uh, like, the... A meme of like the like large hand like holding the kit down and going you and it's like it's just Thorin with Bilbo like you Aww. and I it gives me uh and of course like Gandalf has his grand reveal stay your wish is granted here is Gandalf and none too soon it seems if you don't like my burglar please, please don't, don't damage, damage him. him put him down and listen first to what he has to say. Uh, and Thorin's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, I, I'm done, I'm done this, with fucking wizards or his friends. This anger is validated, because all Thorin wanted was his stone, and he, that is the one thing he's not getting. So I get this anger. This is understood. Valid. Yeah. He was being very selfish, too. I'm sure this is all very uncomfortable. And Thorin's like, fuck it, I knew I was gonna be betrayed, y'all suck. Fine. Take Bilbo. I'm not his friend anyway. I hate him. We have this a friend bullshit. breakup. They've been through so much together. Take him if you wish him to live, and no friendship of mine goes with him. Get down now to your friends, he said to Bilbo, or I will throw you down. Aww. Bilbo's like, what about the gold and silver? He's like, that can be arranged. Get down. <laughs> and Bard's like, I'm gonna keep the stone until we have the gold. And also Gandalf chiding Thorin. You're not making a very splendid figure as king under the mountain, but things may change yet. They may indeed, said Thorin. Uh, so Bilbo swings down from the wall, and uh, I love how the other dwarves are sad to see him go. Yeah. And he goes, farewell, we may meet again as friends. And Thorin's like, no, fuck you, we're not friends! You took my stone! It, it feels like a Feanor all over again with the Silmarils. <laughs> he points at the dwarves, he's like, stop looking sad! Stop looking sad. He does not deserve our sadness. This is a fight. We are fighting. Power trip. Messy breakup. Here we go. And so Thorin sent messages sends messages on Twitter. He 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 flames Bilbo on Twitter. Subtweets and, uh, him. And he's like, Dane, hurry up. Let's fight. This little hobbit got on my last nerve. Uh, yeah. I've had it up to here with wizards and their friends. Um so by the time the next day comes around, the dwarves arrive, trumpets blast, uh, the elves and men prepare for battle, and the dwarves are like, uh, we are going to check on our friends in the mountain. Uh, you guys seem to be besieging them. Not cool. This is our mountain. We don't really know what's been going on, but kindly fuck off. Uh, and, yeah. Uh... Bard is about to uh, basically cut them off. Uh, yeah, and the dwarf, like, yeah, Bard's like, no, we're not letting you through. And the dwarves return to the uh, the army, and uh, and so the uh, the dwarves then approach 
with their weapons ready to do battle. Everything seems like it's about to kick off. Here we go. Uh, this was the big battle I thought would happen with the dragon, but it's instead happening amongst races. Yes. Um, but all of a sudden, a black cloud hurried over the sky. Winter thunder on a wild wind rolled roaring up and rumbled in the mountain, and lightning lit its peak. And beneath the thunder, another blackness could be seen whirling forward. But it did not come with the wind. It came from the north, like a vast cloud of birds, so dense that no light could be seen between their wings. Halt! cried Gandalf, who appeared suddenly and stood alone with arms uplifted between the advancing dwarves and the ranks awaiting them. Halt! he called, in a voice like thunder, and his staff blazed forth with a flash like the lightning. Honestly, Bill, uh, Gandalf looking like the side, like like the side of like a spray painted van of like a wizard <laughs> with his staff. Dread has come upon you all. Alas, it is as come more swiftly than I guessed. The goblins are upon you. Bolg of the North is coming, Odain, whose father you slew in Moria. Behold, the bats are above his army like a sea of locusts. They ride upon wolves, and wargs are in their train. And he immediately is like. Time out! Time out for goblins! <laughs> and he, he, like, brings Dane and the Elven King and Bard forward, and he's like, Okay, we're fucked. The goblins are here. They're riding wolves. They got a bunch of fucking bats overhead. That's fucking creepy. We gotta fight them. And so, uh, they all go like, Okay! Because they're like, you know, uh... You know, like, the memes of, like, everyone, like, putting, like, their hands in, mm-hmm. in, like, a unity thing? It's, like, elves, dwarves, men, and in the middle, it's hating the fuck out of goblins. <laughs> and it's, like, that's what unites them. Oh. Fucking hating goblins. And this is where the Battle of the Five the Armies Battle begins. Battle of Five Armies. I've heard, I've heard about it, and here it is. Yes. Uh, it's a, it's a whole clusterfuck. <laughs> uh, like, basically, you have the... You, the goblins like moving up the mountain and like the dwarves and elves go to engage them you have Thorin holding the gate and the dwarves trying to help him uh, it's this whole thing and the elves are like the first to charge the goblins because their hatred for them mm-hmm. is so strong and they slay many of them and then the dwarves arrive with cries of Moria and Dane Dane and they they lock into and panic sails the goblins, oh, but then the goblins have scaled the mountain and they're gonna do a sneak attack. But just then, uh, a great shout comes from the gate and they're like Thorin, and Thorin bursts forth with the other yes. dwarves and starts hacking at the goblins and fucking them off, yelling <laughs> to me, to me, elves and men, to me, oh my kinsfolk. And this is like the kind of like epic battle that we wanted to Truly, see. I was like, this is how I expected the book to end. It like needed a big battle and not just like, oh, he killed the dragon the end. Yeah. And uh Don't forget Bilbo. He did yeah, what he does Bilbo, best. He he runs and hides and he's like, Oh my, this is not looking very good. Misery me. Like, what what will happen to them if like the goblins beat them. They're my friends. Oh, this is terrible. This is horrible. And then he sees the eagles. The, the eagles. eagles are coming. The fifth army has arrived. <laughs> and then a stone falls and knocks him out because 
Tolkien's like, I'm tired of writing this battle <laughs> yeah. scene. And it, and the so Bil- over. And he does what it's- and Bilbo does what he does best. He's invisible from the ring. There's a big fight and he just disappears. Yeah. Uh I love this idea though of like like this entire battle is happening and you have Tolkien like standing above it, like writing it down. And he's like, I'm tired of this. And then he sees Bilbo, picks up a rock, hocks it at him, knocks him out, and he's just like, yes. And then he just disappears into nothingness. He's like, oh my god, I don't have to write this scene anymore. And scene. And now we wake up with Bilbo. Yeah. And I love how Tolkien kind of has like, the eagles, the eagles. Uh, And then immediately has a hobbit fall unconscious. And so then he's like, I'm going to store this away for later. Because... In Return of the King, at the Battle of the Black Gate, Pippin yells, the eagles, the eagles are coming, Mm. and then he gets knocked unconscious. Mm. So it's a fun little callback that Tolkien does for his own stuff. Now we get to the sad chapter. Bilbo wakes up. Yeah, he sees, like, like there are dead bodies everywhere, and he goes, victory after all, I suppose. Well, it seems a very gloomy business, Mm -hmm. because... No one really truly wins in war. Yeah. You, you you might you might survive it, but so many people die that again, I think that was kind of Tolkien's entire opinion on like the first world war. Yeah. Like he survived, Being but he literally guy. lost all he lost all his friends. Yeah. And I can imagine upon like finding out that Britain had won the first world war, he goes, Victory after all, I suppose. Well it seems a very gloomy business because mm. Tolkien personally had not gained anything from the war. Mm-hmm. He had lost all his friends. He had been away from his wife for so long. Possibly lost a man he was in love with. We don't yeah. we don't know. And then immediately he sees a man climbing and he's like, "Hello?" And the guy cuz he's still wearing his ring. And so <laughs> the guy's like, ah! <laughs> "Like the void is talking to me." Ghosts. <laughs> and like Yeah, that's very good. And then Bill was like, well, I'm blessed. This invil- invisibility has its drawbacks after all. <laughs> He's like, it- it's me. It's Bilbo Baggins. And the man's like, oh, we found you. Uh, we've been looking for you. Uh, Gandalf the wizard had not said that your voice was last heard in this place. I've been sent to look for you. At, uh, look here for the last time. And then the man's like, I'll carry you down. And he just like picks up Swoop. Bilbo. And it's like, <laughs> off we go. I imagine Bilbo being his gay self, being like, oh. (laughs) Hello, look at these muscles. Oh, you're so strong. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, the fact that Gandalf has, like, a broken arm. He's got, like, an arm in a sling. Gandalf is actually hurt, which... He's actually hurt. Good to Uh, see. I mean, not good for Gandalf, but good to see, like, some realities of war. Literally, he's an angel that was put into a human body. So, you take that as broke you Broke a little arm. <laughs> Baggins! Well, I never. Alive after all. I am glad. I began to wonder if even your luck would see you through. A terrible business, and it nearly was disastrous. But other news can wait. Come, he said more gravely. You are called for. And he leads him uh, to a tent where Thorin is dying. I would like to say, it was at this point... I had forgotten the spoiler that Mary Clay told me back when we recorded for uh what is it that's what oh, i'm talking for, about uh yeah that's what i'm talking about yep, I damn had, you mary clay i had forgotten her spoiler until this very part and i was like ah shit <laughs> thing is like 
it, so it's exactly as you predicted on her podcast, yeah. where you're like, don't worry, I'll, I'll forget, forget the spoiler. <laughs> and you did. And I just love this entire interaction, where Thorin goes, farewell, good thief. I go now to the halls of waiting to sit beside my fathers until the world is renewed. Since I leave now all gold and silver and go where it is of little worth, I wish to part in friendship from you, and I would take back my words and deeds at the gate. And Bilbo responds, Farewell, King Under the Mountain. This is a bitter adventure, if it must end so, and not a mountain of gold can amend it. Yet I am glad I have shared in your perils. That has been more than any Baggins deserves. No, said Thorin, there is more in you of good than you know, child of the kindly West some courage and some wisdom blended in measure. If more of us valued f food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. But sad or merry, I must leave it now. Farewell. And then he dies. Ooh, I got emotional reading that. And I love that line. If more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. I also wrote, well, damn, dramatic bitch. <laughs> Truly, dying, like, last last words. And now I kind of want, like, a bunch of pictures from at your wedding of it just being, if more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. Yeah, and it's just all pictures of us parting at your reception. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually got teary-eyed because then I read the next line, which is... Then Bilbo turned away, and he went by himself and sat alone wrapped in a blanket. And whether you believe it or not, he wept until his eyes were red and his voice was hoarse. He was a kindly little soul. Mm -hmm. oh, that, that bit always gets me. Little Bilbo wasn't meant for this war. That's he just wants the to last go home Hobbit, now. The last Peter Jackson Hobbit movie has plenty of flaws. But I do cry at the death of Thorin mm. and Bilbo's reaction mm -hmm. to it. Because say what you will about Martin, Martin Freeman as a person, but he is, damn, he, he's like, he's an asshole, but he's good at acting. And I'm like, <laughs> damn you. How dare you have talent. You got to read the last part that Bilbo says. Yeah. A mercy it is that I woke up when I did. I wish Thorin were living, but I'm glad that we parted in kindness. You're a fool, Bilbo Baggins, and you made a great mess of that business with the stone. And there was a battle, in spite of all your efforts to buy peace and quiet. But I suppose you can hardly be blamed for that. Man. So, Bilbo tried his best. He really did. And then Tolkien reemerges from his cloak of invisibility, <laughs> from which he threw a rock at Bilbo, and then he's like... <laughs> You were probably wondering what happened with the rest of the yeah, battle. Let a me bit. explain. <laughs> so the eagles who live in the Misty Mountains saw the goblins like gathering and were just like, Well, I don't like the look <laughs> this of this. This doesn't seem good. <laughs> well, this doesn't seem good. And so they quickly muster a battle and then they show up to fight and Bayorn comes himself. Yes. And he's kicking ass. Fair boy. Uh but by then Feely and Keely had been killed by the bodyguard of Bolg, and they were about to kill Thorin when all of a sudden Bayorn shows up and kills Bolg himself. Yeah. And then he picks up Thorin and moves him away. It's also very sad that feeling Keeley die because they're the youngest of the dwarves. Mm -hmm. And they're his nephews. Yeah. Ugh. 
He's like, but then, by then, the day was saved. And Bill was like, well, where are the eagles now? And Gandalf's like, they're hunting the remainder of the orcs. <laughs> Fine. Oh, yeah, Dane has crowned their chief with gold and sworn friendship with them. And Bilbo says the such such a hobbity thing where he goes, I am sorry. I mean, I should have liked to see them again. Perhaps I shall see them on the way home. I suppose I shall be going home soon. <laughs> as soon as you like, said the wizard. And I, I just I just imagine the tenderness Gandalf says yeah. that. He's been through a lot. And he has lost some friends now. But first they have to attend the funeral of Thorin. And I love how like all enmity is kind of put away at this funeral. Like mm-hmm. the Elven King himself places this elvish weapon Orchrist on Thorin's chest to be buried with him. And that line of, we will honor the agreement of the dead, and he has now the Arkenstone in his keeping. So despite all that, he still, he gets his stone in the end. Yes. And it is kind of a lesson to the other dwarves of not to hoard something so quickly. And like the fact that the dwarves give the Arkenstone so freely to just be buried mm-hmm. with Thorin. And I love the little line, and I think it's coming up, that it like glows and like it will glow throughout the years. Yes. Kind of like marking where he is in the beneath the mountain. And how also Orchrist is laid on his tomb and it is said uh, that it gleamed ever in the dark if foes approached and the fortress of the dwarves could not be taken by surprise. Uh, this idea of Thorin is still keeping watch yeah, over his people. That's beautiful. I loved that. And uh, like. Dane is freely gives the gold to the people of Lake Town to rebuild, and he also gives it to Bard, who's now King of Dale, and their friendship will last for ages afterwards. And he even goes to the Elven King and gives him the Emeralds of Girion, because the Elven King loves emeralds so much. That's cute. The Elven King immediately, like, upon meeting Bilbo, the Elven King's just like, oh, I love this funky little... Like, the el- <laughs> like all dude. the elves, all the elves upon meeting Bilbo are like, oh, hell yeah, look at this funky <laughs> little guy. Like, Elrond meets Bilbo and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, hobbits! And he's like, holding him up. He's like, look at him! He's just like, you can retire here anytime you want. Everyone fucking loves love Bilbo. You Bilbo is named an elf friend. Yeah, I think he's like one of the... He's the first hobbit to be called ah. elf friend. The only other one being Bilbo, uh, Frodo. Yeah. Right? But uh, the Elven King says, This treasure is as much yours as it is mine, though old agreements cannot stand, since so many have a claim to its winnings and defense. Even though you are, were willing to lay aside all your claim, I should wish that the words of Thorin, of which he repented, should not, uh, should not prove true, that we should give you little. I would reward you most richly of all. Very kind of you, said Bilbo. But really, it is a relief to me. How on earth should I have got have got all that treasure home without war and murder all along the way? I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know what I should have done with it when I got home. I'm sure it's better in your hands. This whole trip, and it's... He, she, and he all could have he, stayed all home. He takes, all he takes are two small chests, yeah. one full of gold and the other full of silver. And he says that is quite as much as I can manage. And he did get a little ring. Yes, he did get a he little ring. He does have his ring. He goes, farewell, Balin, and farewell, Dwalin, and farewell, Dori, Nori, Ori, Oin, Gloin, Biffer, Boffer, and Bomber. May your beards never grow thin. And turning toward the mountain, he added, farewell, Thorn Oakenshield, and Feely, and Keely. May your memory never fade. And, oh, God. 
I te- I tear up because I have such emotions with these characters. But yeah. Bilbo's final words to the dwarves being, "If ever you are passing my way, don't wait to knock. Tea is at four, but any of you are welcome at any time." That's beautiful. That's so Bilbo. It's so Bilbo. And Bilbo just chills with the elves. He he travels with the elves and Gandalf and Bayorn. And finally they depart. And uh, as soon as like Bilbo's pe- like leaving the elves, he's like, I beg of you to accept this gift. And he brought out a necklace of silver and pearls that Dane had given him at their parting. In what way have I earned such a gift, O Hobbit? said the king. Well, uh, I thought, don't you know, said Bilbo, rather confused, that er, some little return should be made for your hospitality. I mean, even a burglar has his feelings. I have drunk much of your wine and eaten much of your bread. I will take your gift, O Bilbo the Magnificent, said the king gravely, and I name you Elf Friend and Blessed. May your shadow never grow less, or stealing would be too easy. Farewell. That's so cute. Ugh. I love how Bilbo's just like, oh, by the way, when you had imprisoned my friends, I ate a bunch of your food and drank a bunch of your, like, wine. So here's a little gift. So, uh, here's my payment for it. And the <laughs> and Elven he's also, King's he's so like, flustered about it. And the Elven King's just like, you sneaky bitch, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, you are welcome anytime you fucking uh... want. I like how this, like, ends with Bilbo getting an invitation from all his friends of, like, come by whenever you fucking want, man. He's suddenly crowned, like, most popular. He's homecoming king. And queen. It's me. It's me constantly coming back to LA. <laughs> like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> this funky queer little creature's back. <laughs> I also and then I love... give you a, I give you a necklace of silver and pearls for letting me stay at your you. apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, love what the king said when he's saying bye to Gandalf. Uh, May yes. you ever appear where you are most needed and least expected. The oftener you appear in my halls, the better shall I be pleased. Which is exactly what Gandalf does. It he he goes where he, he's the Mary Poppins of Middle Earth. Really, <laughs> he goes where he's needed. He comes down with his little fucking umbrella. Okay, Evelyn, when you draw that scene, please make <laughs> Gandalf look like Mary Poppins. Give him a little umbrella. Man, this has gotten <laughs> um, really like I need. I feel like at this point we need to pay Evelyn a commission for all the fucking like details we want in this stupid picture i throw money at them when i can i appreciate them and then like tolkien's like and bilbo still had plenty of fun adventures on his return home with bayorn and gandalf Mm -hmm. and he wasn't really in much danger because he had a wizard with him and a fucking shape changer who can become a fucking bear as he deserves and i i have not seen any rendition of this but the fact that they spend yule at bayorn's house yes i want like on like a christmas card yes bilbo gandalf and bayorn celebrating yule together in his house like like bilbo's just got this like massive mug of hot chocolate because bayorn's so fucking huge i did know bayorn that. And is like, in that his bear form so lovely just... it's so cozy because yeah. you have all these like animal friends living with him in mm-hmm. this big house and doesn't he have like a lovely garden and he's like in the middle of the woods edges of the forest yeah that sounds like a lovely christmas and it says hey bayorn after this became a great chief of men and uh many of his children had his ability to shape change Mm. though they weren't as big or as cool as bayorn was (laughs) uh and then spring comes along and Bilbo and Gandalf leave and go over the Misty Mountains. Still trekking. And I love this line here where 
But they came to that high point at morning and looked backwards, and so they saw a white sun shining over the outstretched lands. There behind lay Mirkwood, blue in the distance, and darkly green at the nearer edge, even in the spring. There, far away, was the lonely mountain on the edge of eyesight. On its highest peak, snow yet unmelted was gleaming pale. So comes snow after fire, and even dragons have their ending, said Bilbo, and he turned his back on his adventure. The Tookish part of him was getting very tired, and the Baggins was, get, was daily getting stronger. I wish now only to be in my own armchair, <laughs> he said. That's a beautiful little the, nugget about, like, there's, like, good will come after the bad, even if it seems kind of dark in the moment, which is something I feel like we kind of need to hear in these times. And they return to Rivendell, where the elves have updated their song that they sang for the dwarves. And I can actually sing this one, too. If oh, you like. I would love that if you're down for it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. This is our last. This is our last Hobbit episode. One day you can sing to me and then that yeah. can be the payment. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. The dragon is withered. His bones are now crumbled. His armor is shivered. His splendor is humbled. The sword shall be rusted, and thrown and crown perish, with strength that men trusted, and wealth that they cherish. Here grass is still growing, and leaves are yet swinging, the white water flowing, and elves are yet singing. Come, tra-la-lally, come back to the valley. The stars are far brighter than gems without measure. The moon is far whiter than silver in treasure. The fire is more shining on hearth in the gloaming than gold won by mining. So why go a-roaming? Oh, tra-la-lally, come back to the valley. Oh, where are you going so late in returning? The river is flowing, the stars are all burning. Oh, whither so laden, so sad and so dreary? Here at elf and elf maiden, now welcome the weary. With tra-la-la-lally, come back to the valley. Tra-la-la-lally, fa-la-la-lally, fa-la. I imagine myself like, at a campfire just like around the fire sitting with like a mug of hot chocolate and just like listening to you sing this and it really like <laughs> i was there <laughs> i have so many like 
Lord of the Rings songs just in my head. I love it. That if ever we go camping, I can sing them for just you. Pull it out of your pocket. <laughs> just pull it. Like this calls for a campfire song song, and then I just pull out like. Where is the horse and the rider? Where is the wind that was blowing? <laughs> um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's here, basically, that he learns what Gandalf was up to. Where Gandalf uh, basically had fucked off to mess with the necromancer, <laughs> who we know is Sauron. As one does. Uh, and he teamed up with the White Council, which are like the Justice League of Middle-earth. Which is like, Gandalf the Grey! Saruman, the white, Galadriel, the elf queen, Elrond, the half-elven, by our powers combined. Oh, and Radagast is here, too. Sorry, I forgot to mention Radagast. Radagast <laughs> is here. He just doesn't do much very often. And they, what, they cast him off somewhere? Driven the necromancer from his dark hold uh, in the south of Mirkwood. So basically... Yeah, so they, they drove him off, but what they don't know is Sauron was was planning on moving, actually, soon. His lease was up. <laughs> Um, and he had already prepared his stronghold in Mordor, uh. and with him being banished from Mirkwood, he immediately goes back to Mordor, where the Nazgul have been waiting for him. Mm. That Dark sounds things. like a situation. I, love, I do love this foreshadowing of, ere long now, Gandalf was saying, the forest will grow somewhat more wholesome. The north will be freed from the horror of many years, I hope. Yet I wish he were banished from the world. I would that would be well indeed, said Elrond, but I fear that will not come about in this age of the world or for many after. Mm. And it's just kind of a little like, hey, there's a trilogy coming up next. Get ready. You might want to get you might want to buy it. Buckle up, folks. Um and Bilbo like falls asleep listening to like tales of journeying and such and he wakes up in his in a bed and he just hears elves singing outside and ah uh, and this is the point where i feel like bilbo's like i'm going to retire here mm-hmm. this is where i'm going to retire oh uh but he also goes well merry people what time by the moon is this your lullaby would waken a drunken goblin yet i thank you and your snores would waken a stone dragon, yet we thank you, they answered with laughter. It is drawing towards dawn, and you have slept now since the night's beginning. Tomorrow, perhaps, you will be cured of weariness. A little sleep does a great cure in the house of Elrond, said he, but I will take all the cure I can get. A second good night, fair friends. And with that, he went back to bed and slept till late morning. I like the thought of the elves being confused on why other folks need so much sleep. Yeah, literally, like, like the idea in D anD D of like elves only needing like four hours yeah. of meditation They're basically like, you're comes still from the fact tired. He's still you the need fact to go that back to sleep. The fact that elves can just like rejuvenate themselves by just sitting quietly, like literally, in like the two towers when uh, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are like pursuing the orcs who've kidnapped Merry and Pippin. Mm. Spoilers, <laughs> um, uh, like. Like Legolas is described as just like laying back and just looking at the stars, which is why I want to like, be an elf. Which Bye is ben. why you want to be an elf, Bye so ben. that when I when I wake up bleary eyed and I'm like, "What the fuck are you singing about?" You're like, "You snore loudly, bitch!" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck you!" Um, Literally, like the like the interactions Bilbo has with the dwarves is that picture of Larry David going, "Fuck you! I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, what a vibe. But yes. Uh, Which is also why I love the elves. Like, they're just singing and have a good time. And they're also, like, this tongue-in-cheek, like, come back at Bilbo. I love it. I love how you're like, I want to be an elf. And I'm an elf. Like, I want to be, I want to be a hobbit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm also a hobbit. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, they're still trekking back. They leave the valley and there's rain, but it's like a good rain. And uh, Bilbo just goes, Mary is Maytime, <laughs> but our back is to legends and we are coming home. I suppose this is the first taste of it. Sorry snorted something right there <clears throat> there is a long road yet said gandalf but it is the last road but it said is Bilbo. the last road he's almost home i'm so excited for him to be home and the scene he comes across when he gets home oh my gosh well first he, they need to pick up the treasure from the trolls oh yes um with tom and bert and bill yeah, with Tom, Burton, and Bill, who are still names. stone. They're still there. <laughs> Just a little statue. Um, and so they basically grabbed the gold and stuff and slung them onto their ponies. Uh, Bilbo's like, you can take most of it, Gandalf. I don't need much. And, Bil- and Gandalf's like, no, no, you're taking some of this. You don't know what you might need. Mm-hmm. Because Gandalf is like, who knows what you might come home to. Oh, gosh. And there's another poem here. I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to recite it because this is one of my favorite poems. And it's a Bilbo original. About. Yes, it's a Bo- it's a Bilbo's walking song. Roads go ever, ever on over rock and under tree by caves where never sun has shone, by streams that never find the sea, over snow by winter sown and through the merry flowers of June, over grass and over stone and under mountains in the moon. Roads go ever, ever on under cloud and under star, yet feet that wandering have gone turn at last to home afar. Eyes that fire and sword have seen, and horror in the halls of stone, look at last on meadows green, and trees and hills they long have known. Gandalf looked at him. My dear Bilbo, he said, something is the matter with you. You're not the hobbit that you were. He is not. He went there and back again. And Bilbo comes home and sees that his house is being fucking auctioned off by his relatives. Who they all presume to be dead. Which, fair, he was gone for a while. But the fact that he came home on the day of the auction of his things. Two <laughs> on hours the day late, of the auction. So, yeah, some of there was a large notice. Gone. There was a large notice in black and red hung on the gate start- stating that on June the 22nd. Oh, we just missed oh, it. Oh, we did. That was, that was like well, just last what week. if we had done. Yeah, that was last Friday. <laughs> no, not last Friday. Two Fridays ago. Wow. June the 22nd. We were doing this wow. journey with Bilbo. Yeah, we planned this, guys. <laughs> Let that be said. That on June the 22nd, Messrs. Grub, Grub, and Burrows would, be se- would sell by auction the effects of the late Bilbo Baggins Esquire of Bag End Underhill Hobbiton. Sale to commence at 10 o'clock sharp. It was now nearly lunchtime, and most of the things had been sold for various prices from next to nothing to old songs, and not not unusual at auctions. Bilbo's cousins, the Sackville Bagginses, oh, the oh, Sackville, Sackville Bagginses. I love how I love how this is like the start of like his nemesis arc with the Sackville Bagginses. <laughs> were in fact busy measuring his rooms to see if their own furniture would fit. In short, Bilbo was presumed dead, and not everybody that said so was sorry to find the presumption Which wrong. Which is so rude. Poor Bilbo. 
Bilbo needs more rice. Bilbo comes back and with basically all the troll treasure has to buy back his all his fucking furniture. And... All his own shit. And he doesn't get his spoons back. He doesn't get he his spoons back. He never gets his silver spoons back. He has to go buy new spoons because Lobelia Sackville Baggins took his fucking spoons and he, he's going to hold on to that grudge for the following uh, 66 years. As he should. Rude. Like the, Rude, those, the those nerve. distant cousins that only come around when it's helpful for to them. steal your fucking spoons. <laughs> I hate it when your family just shows up and takes your spoons <laughs> after presuming you dead. The worst. And then also this phrase: Indeed, Bilbo found he had lost more than spoons; he had lost his reputation. It is true that forever after he remained an old friend. An elf friend, and had the honor of dwarves, wizards, and all such folk as ever passed that way. But he was no longer quite respectable. He was, in fact, held by all the hobbits of the neighborhood to be queer. queer. Except queer by his... Oh, do you have the queer count? Queer no, count. the queer count's over by uh, Steph's uh, computer. I have the two marks oh, you have in this it. chapter, but I need to go get the other sticky note to get the yeah, final Yeah, you need to count. get the others. Yeah. Is that what you're writing down? Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, except by his nephews and nieces on the Took side, including a certain Frodo. But even they were not encouraged in their friendship by their elders. I am sorry to say he did not mind. He was quite content, and the sound of the kettle on his hearth was ever more, uh, ever more musical than it had ev- uh, been even in the quiet days before the unexpected party. His sword he hung over... Oh, gosh, my nose is... My nose is stuffy today. <laughs> It's all right. Take a moment. Take a minute. <clears throat> I wish I had a mantelpiece to hang my sword. Currently, it's there. In good time. In good time. <laughs> when when you and Steph get a new like get a house, like Want a look mantelpiece. for one with a fire. Look for one with a fireplace. Necessary. And then you can oh, and then you can cross your swords together. That'd be really cute. But the only thing is, most houses here in California don't have fireplaces. What? What if it gets cold? <laughs> what is cold? <laughs> what if it snows? What are you going to do? <laughs> if it snows in LA, we I have mean, bigger problems. Yeah, true. His coat of mail was arranged on a stand in the hall until he lent it to a museum. His gold and silver was largely spent in presents, both useful and extra- extravagant, which to a certain extent accounts for the affection of his nieces and nephews. His magic ring he kept a great secret for he chiefly used it when unpleasant callers came. So the motherfucker, like, waits until, like, the fucking Jehovah's Witnesses knock on his door. He's like, oh, shit! And he just puts it on, and he's just like, oh, uh, just, just the perfect gift for an introvert. It is literally like when someone knocks on your door, and you're just like, I'm not at home! No one's home! And you're, and, like, everyone, like, ducks behind, like, couches and shit, and it's like, no one, uh, no one say anything. Shh, and he doesn't even shh. need to do that much. Just slips it on his yeah, finger. Yeah, he just puts it on. Amazing. And so Bilbo uh, starts writing his book uh, called There and Back Again, A Hobbit's Holiday. Uh, And then there's a ring at the door. Uh, About a few years after this, one autumn night, and it was Gandalf and a dwarf, and the dwarf is bawling. I love that. And Bilbo says, come in, come in, and soon they were settled. If Balin noticed that Mr. Baggins' waistcoat was more extensive and had real gold buttons, Bilbo also noticed that Balin's beard was several inches longer, 
and his jeweled belt was of great magnificence. And they just talk and talk about how things are going and how Bard is king now and how the old master of Lake Town. Yeah, the old master of Lake Town, uh, like, had come to a bad end, but he had fled with it and died of starvation in the waste. And the new master is kind and wise. And there was friendship in those parts between elves and dwarves and men. Yeah, and we see, like, that's actually, like, one of the few places in Middle-earth where we see, like, this, like, actual unity between elves, dwarves, and men living side by yeah. side. All it takes is a war. Just fine. All it takes is a war to live through. Uh, would you read the uh, last paragraph as Gandalf and give me the one line of Bilbo to end it? Yeah, how about you start with then the prophecies? Then the prophecies of the old songs have turned out to be true after a fashion, said Bilbo. Of course, said Gandalf. And why should they not prove true? Surely you don't disbelieve the prophecies because you had a hand in bringing them about yourself. You don't really suppose, do you, that all your adventures and escapes were managed by mere luck just for your sole benefit? You're a very fine person, Mr. Baggins. I am very fond of you, but you are only quite a little fellow in a wide world after all. Thank goodness, said Bilbo laughing, and handed him the tobacco jar. I love that's that final end. I love it. You're just a little fellow in a wide world. And I think that's just wise words for all of us. Yeah. Where we are all just little fellows in a wide world. But as we can see from Bilbo, we can all make a difference too. Thank goodness. Thank you all for listening to... Oh man, season two? The Hobbit. Tori, how do you Paul. feel about The Hobbit? Did you like it? Yes, it was a very... it. I think I said this often reading it through. It was very cute. Like, you could tell it was a children's story. It was just very cute, adventure after adventure. Um, I was not expecting death at the end. I really wasn't. I wasn't expecting to get all emotional and, like, to actually see in here Thorin and Feely and Achilles, like, ending. Um, it is It is a beautiful, yeah. beautiful, fun little book. And... I, I already promised myself that if ever I have kids, this is going to become like a nighttime story yes. before bed. Do a chapter for them. I want to sit with your kids when you read it the, with them. <laughs> Be like, oh, I'm going to bring my kids. Uncle Paul is reading The Hobbit. Let's Uncle, go. Uncle Paul's story time. Yep. Like, it's you, me, our kids, and like Steph and my spouse are like in another room <laughs> just like chilling. Just watching there. TV or something. Listening. Like, oh, kids, let find... me tell you about when your when your dad, when your Uncle Paul read me The Hobbit. <laughs> read me The Hobbit. The entire fucking Hobbit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun, good little book. Mm -hmm. And uh honestly, it does deserve its kind of recognition as like a children's classic. Uh it's how I first got into Lord of the Rings by watching the old animated Hobbit, mm, mm -hmm. which I feel stays very faithful to kind of just the storybook kind of setting, which I think that should be our next, uh, that should be That's our next podcast, one? should be yeah. our, our review of the animated Hobbit. Let's do it. And hence, that will also be our reaction. All right. Thank you, everyone.
for joining us on this journey. Uh, it's been a long one. When did we start The Hobbit? Winter, I believe. Or was it autumn? Oh, God. If it was autumn, we really would have gone yeah. through this. I, I think like, it was a little before the holidays. I'm looking on, I'm looking on Spotify. I do. I think I do have Anchor up, too. I got it. Season two, episode one. Oh, February, February second. Yep, two, 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 two. All right, so it was winter, so it wasn't autumn, which is a shame. I think autumn would have done very good, but (laughs) however, we are looking towards the future. Um, for those of you who are excited for Silly Merlin season three, which will be us reading Lord of the Rings. Oh man, finally! uh, That will not be happening until I'd say. I don't know. Would you want us to do it September the 22nd, Bilbo Baggins' birthday? Would we want to start Lord of the Rings then? Yeah. That would work out. Because we're going to do, we're going to watch The Hobbit, and then we'll probably do some episodes discussing the show. Yeah, The Rings of Power. How many episodes? Uh, like, are we just going to discuss the whole I did not, season? I have not, I've not heard how many episodes. Yeah. Um... But yes, we could, uh, we'll start with the chapter, A Long Expected Party. With every step we take, we look further into the future, and who knows what we'll do after Lord of the Rings. That'll be a long road ahead, in and ahead of itself. By the end of Lord of the Rings, heck, we might be recording the episodes in person with yeah. me living in LA. I mean, let's see, we've, this podcast is now over a year old, and we did two books. Yes, and we've done two books. Though technically, the uh, one of them was not even a chapter by chapter. Yeah. It was me giving just a telling. my recollections. Yeah, and the other like compared to like the Lord of the Rings, those were short books. Like the Silmarillion, sure it's bulky, but it can easily be summarized. And the, like Lord of the Rings in its whole is just like <sighs> I have a copy of it where it's all three books in one book. Oh man, is she thick? Oh, she thick. Do she got the booty? <laughs> oh yeah, that's like a good few inches. Yeah, it's like four. I'd say five? O- over a third of a a third of a foot, really. Yeah. <laughs> like if there was this much snow on the ground, it would be very difficult to shovel. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I was looking back to make sure my books are there and ready. Yeah. Oh, I love this edition though, because it's my Bible, basically. anyway thank you all for listening to our shit until next time as always special thanks to uh, Jack Hook for composing our music and of course to Wool for the splendid cover art that you can see over on Spotify (laughs) thank you for listening to our shit today and all shit to come that's that's the new sign off dun 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 Okay. We need the, the sign off just to get more and more unhinged as we go. Ah! <laughs> just us screaming by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs>